Blog Talk Radio. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey, parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. All right, folks, back in the Jared Boss Man Show. Joe about Nicole Arabek of the Athletic. Talk to Will Ball with me on the Boss Man Show. Nicole, how are things with you today, man? Things are good. Just a little under the weather. It's that time of year, that time of the season. It all kind of catches up to you. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean about that. The weather is very up and down. You get, you know, it's it's going to get fall. The time changes. Everybody sneezing and coughing. And lo and behold, yep. somebody you're going to get yep. it too. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. I, I am in the middle of that right now. <laughs> well, I appreciate you toughing out for us here on the Boss Man Show down here in the ATL. 
Now, Nicole, I wanted to ask you these questions about the college football playoff because, you know, down here in Georgia, University of Georgia is, is, is number five right now, but people trying to project whether or not they beat Alabama in the NCC championship game, will they get, will, they, will, will Alabama miss out or beat Michigan? So, if, let's do this, if Georgia beats Alabama in the championship game, in my opinion, Michigan will be out. But how do you feel about that? Would that be the, would Georgia get the fourth slide? Michigan will be looking at looking in from the outside. Yeah, I think that that's probably assuming everything else kind of goes chalk. Um, that does seem pretty likely because I think you know a lot of people seem to think that Michigan does control its own destiny here, but I don't because it's the exact scenario that you described. I think the committee has made it very clear that they think Alabama is a really really good football program and really good team and they have kept other teams that they beat in the rankings that kind of give them a safety net here mississippi state is still ranked lsu is still number seven which seems really really high for them so they're giving they're giving themselves a cushion that if alabama were to lose you could still make the case that they believe that they're one of the best teams in the country based on the teams they beat outside of georgia outside of the sec championship game you know, it, it would be something we haven't seen yet, but I think the committee has a ton of respect for Alabama and it has set up the situation around it to make it so. And because they respect Alabama so much, obviously Georgia beating them would obviously punch their ticket into the playoff there. Exactly. And Notre Dame is still holding on strong uh, right now at number three. Clemson is doing what Clemson does. I thought they was going to be in trouble after they lost Bryant, after he left the team, but they're still going strong in Clemson. So, Let's say the playoff is Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Georgia without Michigan. And I guess Alabama and Georgia would play that that first game, I would suspect, probably. And two or three will play Clemson and Notre Dame, right? And do you think that Georgia could beat them again if that was to go that way, if they played them twice? Or Nick Saban make all the adjustments to, you know, and <laughs> to make that happen? Do you believe Notre Dame can actually beat Clemson as well? Well, you know, I, I think they possibly would even, you know, kind of shake that up if those are the four teams that eventually get into this. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that um, that Alabama would still be number one in that scenario, or that, um, you know, that Georgia beating Alabama would keep them at four. I think then, you know, Notre Dame probably slides down to four because they don't have that extra data point uh, in the college football playoffs you know, view that they like those conference champions because they have that 13th data point. Um, so I think, I think you could have a scenario where you don't necessarily see that rematch um, right away if that's, if that's what ends up happening. But I do think, um, you know, I, I do think that overall the college football landscape and coaches and, you know, everyone covers the sport and our athletic directors all the country, we like kind of think that we're headed back for another Alabama conference rematch here um, just because those two teams do seem to be kind of a head and shoulders above everybody else right now and you know it's just sort of been we've kind of convinced ourselves when Alabama is playing LSU or Mississippi State's defensive front or Clemson goes up against Boston College and we convince ourselves that these are the toughest opponents and that they can really challenge them and, and they don't they don't come close to really pushing them so I think that's part of the reason everyone kind of assumes even if you have some teams in three and four spots that aren't good that there's still probably a big gap between them and Alabama Clemson which is which is why you know it is possible certainly that Georgia could beat Alabama but Alabama still going to be very heavily favored in that SEC title game 
Now, Nicole, talk radio down here in Georgia has been talking about maybe they should go to 18 college football playoff. Personally, I would like that, not because I'm a Georgia fan, it's because I think 18 is better than four. So do you think that down the road, maybe 2020, 2021, 22, that we may get the eight game? And then someone like a UCF to get in there, because maybe you do all the power five as automatic qualifier who wins and wins the conference, the three at large, just maybe to get in, make it an eight-team playoff, or so everybody's represented per se in that playoff? Well, I think, you know, first off, in, in that hypothetical scenario you just outlined, with two SEC teams and Notre Dame, um, that would actually probably accelerate the push for expansion because you have the Pac-12, Big 12, and Big 10 all left out of the playoffs. And, you know, these conferences and their commissioners, and they signed up for this knowing that there's four spots and five power conferences. But they did not they, – so they knew they wouldn't make it every year. But they did not anticipate, you know, one league getting multiple spots, Notre Dame taking a spot, and being this left out of this lucrative pie. So – I think that there are certain things like that that kind of make that push even more clear. I think what happened with UCF and the kind of public frustration last year of them not even being close enough to get into the mix, um, it frustrated people. But it obviously wasn't enough to really force that change right now. Um, you know, everyone I talk to who's involved in those decisions points to the fact that this was a 12-year contract that everyone signed. We're only year five. Um, but I, I do, I believe that the only way to make that change before the contract's up, because I do think that there will likely be expansion when the contract's up to six or eight or however, um, you know, people present that. But I do think, you know, before that, what could cause change would be more examples like this, where you have one conference getting multiple spots, Notre Dame taking spots away from people, and just these commissioners and these power brokers. Um, and powerful, you know, very lucrative leagues themselves not being a part of this playoff. I think that could change things. So ultimately, I do think there will be expansion. I do think, I think six makes a lot of sense with the top two getting a bye. Um, maybe you could have one for each power conference and then one at large spot. With, with eight, you can do that and you can have a group of five champion spot. Um, you know, I think all of those ideas are certainly worth, uh, worth arguing, worth, worth contemplating. And, um, you know, I just think you would make it more interesting to have more people in the mix at this point in the year. I mean, right now, the pool is just so small of teams that are actually going to have a shot to compete for a national championship. And I think expanding that, yeah, you have more flawed teams, but I think you have more people interested in things like the weekly rankings and, and like the, the unveil on December 2nd. And then, Nicole, another thing I would propose maybe is a less of the bowl games because I feel like you should not be 5-7 and seven in a bowl game or 4-8 or whatever you are. I don't think you should get above, be a bowl game with a losing record or a, even at 500 to a degree. I think you should be have a winning record to earn, earn a bowl game. We have too many bowl games, I think, if you ask me. And a lot of schools I read lose money on the bowl games if they go to. So, I know they want to have the bulk to reward teams, but I feel like it's kind of do- it's so saturated now that it's not even the same anymore, and that's why guys skip because uh, I'm gonna get hurt in this a random little bowl game in wherever the- wherever part of the world. But <laughs> why would I get which one? So I get NFL draft come up here in April. I'm gonna get hurt for this. No, I'm I'm, I'm gonna stop. Right. I mean, I, I don't really have a problem with the amount of bowls, but I I totally agree with you that I think everyone should have a right to skip them if they believe that there is a risk of injury and they don't want to risk that with their NFL futures. 
I mean, I think you're going to see that with non. Well, so far we've seen that with goals getting in it, the um, in the college football playoffs, so not those you know those, those semifinals in the title game. And you know the, the players who are playing in New Year's Six bowls for the most part have played because those are prestigious bowls. Um, but I, I do think you know you're seeing that on lower level bowls, and I think the coaches and teammates and people understand that you have one chance to make you know to, to get drafted and and to really see what your value is in this sport after you're not being paid in college. And I think it makes all the sense in the world to do what's best for you. Um, I, I do think that people hopefully will stop criticizing those kids from doing that in general. But I think that the total, the idea of the amount of bowl games and the way that they exist and the TV inventory and the viewership numbers they get suggest that they're not really going to drastically change that because people watch, people care, people may not be going to games and schools may have to, you know, boost some money on that, but they go for the exposure and the experience for the players. And I just think, you know, until you see schools kind of saying no thanks because it's not worth it, they're going to keep doing it. Um, you know, we've seen some schools say, you know, if we're five and seven, we don't want to go. Or if, you know, it's just been a bad year. If you're like a Notre Dame, you don't want to go to some low-tier bowl, like you say no. And I think that's fine. So right now we're basically at the school individual level where they can turn that stuff down. Individual players can decide not to play. Um, and I think that that kind of takes care of some of those issues. I, I, I think overall, though, the model will probably stay because people watch and people consume college football that way in December. And unless the ratings get terrible, I don't think you're going to see a drastic cutback on the amount of bowl games. And Nicole, now, and this is a personal thing for me because Mike Vitrino left the Falcons high and dry. So I find it humorous mm-hmm. that he found out that he was fired on his own coaching show. <laughs> do you think he's finally done in coaching now? And do you think that Brian Brom is uh, going to take that job with Louisville and that he just kind of got what he deserved for what he did to the Falcons and other places, how he left them high and dry? Well, I, I think that there's a lot of people who do not feel bad for Bobby Petrino um, in general <laughs> because of the way he's left different places. Um, a lot of Arkansas fans would probably agree with that too. And I think there's a lot of Louisville fans who were kind of were pleased to see him go and, and felt that, you know, was just you know they they didn't like him personally and morally and they didn't think that he even um, you know achieved what he should have with Lamar Jackson on his roster. So I I, I don't think there's any love lost there. Um, I'm sure he will end up somewhere. You know he, he is known for you know his, his offensive mind and um, I'm sure he'll you know all all these coaches you know end up getting recycled and landing other places. So I'm sure he'll be somewhere. Um, probably you know immediately at a lower level as a head coach but you know I certainly at least as an offense coordinator but I do think that Jeff Brom is the obvious choice for, for Google and and they're going to make a hard sell for him and they're going to go after him and and you're seeing you know this is this is exactly what happened with Nebraska going after Scott Frost last year you know it's tough when these jobs open in the middle of the season and, and you're going through a season you kind of have to answer questions about it, but they're saying they're saying all the right things, just like Scott Frost did about you know Jeff Brom is saying you know he's happy where he is and he's building something where he is and you know they're in the middle of the season right now and, and that's all you can really say in those situations. Um, but you know as long as Louisville can 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 offer the kinds of money that Jeff Brom demands in the market, um, you know it's going to be a really tempting offer. I think it's a very high likelihood that he wants to go home and and 
you know, and go back to Louisville and do this there. Um, and so I think that's, you know, the, the hopes of a lot of Louisville fans and a lot of Purdue fans are very nervous about that because it does seem very similar to Scott Frost in Nebraska. And just there's that one place for everyone where if it opens, that's the only place you got to be worried and you know that you can't match. This is not about money. This is not about facilities. This is about home. And so I think that's what, you know, Louisville fans are really, really hoping that that pull to home is going to be enough to bring them back one of the most creative coaches in the game. Yes, indeed. Well, Nicole, our back, you did a great job in the Boston School of having you again real soon. I love the banter and conversation we had today in the Insight. All right, thanks for having me. All right, folks, that's Nicole Arbeck, Athletic on the Boston Man Show. Check her out, people, athletic.com. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grinding ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Tell me what you gonna do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and Scissor. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, J.C., the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., 
only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis.